This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. Him over there. Him. Him. He's Nick Bright. Hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah, this is the show where we talk about tech. Like no one else does. I don't know why I said that in such a sinister way. We talk about tech like no one else does. And this is a, our review episode where we talk about ways that we've been killing time, or as we like to call it here, kill a bit. Right? Cool. Mm. Uh, and yeah, this 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 time last week, Nick and I said we'd be talking about something that we were just getting into, and we've gotten into it, and we've gotten out of it, and we've driven around in it. What were we killing time with this this week, Nick? We were killing time in a car which yeah. is quite exciting, uh, an electric vehicle, in fact, an Audi Q4 e-tron S-Line, Ooh. which is like, it's quite a, um, it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Like an Audi Q4 e-tron S-Line. Yeah. I think it was the 40 edition as well. If you, if you pronounce your whole car's full middle and last names, yeah, you're a dickhead, by the way. No, I'm not you wouldn't do it, Nick. But if you're if you think you're cool by doing that when you introduce yourself to somebody and you're gonna get pussy off the back of it or some willy or whatever, you're not. Because it's not big. Yeah, it's not clever. An, an, an Audi Q4 Eton yeah. S line. Yeah. Yes, um, it's, it's, it's a fully electric car. Yes, it's, yeah. very, it's very good. Yes. If you're at a car event, cool, but you can't just turn up at a party and be like, "Hi, I'm Marcus, and I drive the Audi Q4 Eton S line." For no, no, you're not getting any pussy. You're not. Just say an Audi Q4, mate. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, or an Eton Q4. Yeah, an Audi Eton, and then be like, someone will say, "What type?" And you'd say a Q4. But um, yeah. unlike dickheads that announced their whole name, the car's pretty cool, isn't it? Do you want to? I mean, do you want to talk through the experience, Nick? You've had a bit more time with it than myself. Yeah, the car is super cool. Like uh, regular listeners to the show will know that I'm a um, little bit of a skeptic when it comes to electric cars, just because the range and you know stuff like that, that that we spoke about before in the past has always been an issue with me. It's not the actual concept of an electric car because that's the way we do need to go. Um, both you know, for the, for environmental purposes and just that's the way technology is going, isn't it? You know, um, but the car was really, really nice. It's kind of like an SUV. Uh, so decent size, uh, lots of room in the car, if you're talking practicalities, but then the tech in the vehicle is really, really good as well. Um, you know, got everything you need in there. And my favorite thing though, <laughs> and this is, this is how, you know, I'm such a basic dude because you know, like when you, when you go on car websites and they go through all the list of tech and it's got this and it's mm. got that. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, does it have Apple CarPlay? Cause <laughs> that's what I need to know. Like all yeah. this other stuff that you're going through. Yeah. It's nice to have it, but like, can I plug my phone in and will my phone come up on the screen in the car? Yeah. Yes, it does. One and two, 
wireless CarPlay at that. So it's my first experience of wireless CarPlay because even though I've got quite a new car myself, I think Mercedes fumbled the bag, to be honest with you, because my car doesn't have wireless CarPlay. I don't know why. It's annoying. Still have to plug it in. Did you did you actually use the wireless CarPlay? Because it has a wireless charger yeah, in it as well that I didn't find. I was there like, Nick was like, yeah, what lead shall I bring? I was like, oh, it can take a USB-C or there's a USB-C to a normal well, USB you adapter. You need a converter, it. don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need the little adapter. That's but, it. Yeah, the wireless, the wireless CarPlay is, is literally, there's like a little clip in the... Um, you know, in the console in the middle uh, and you, you like kind of clip your phone into that. And it's, it's like a, it's like a wireless charging pad, mm. uh, which was quite cool. Um, but yeah, I did use the wireless CarPlay, uh, which is, which is sick. Cause you don't have, you don't have to put it into the charger for the wireless CarPlay to kick in. It just kicks in when you get in the car. Sick, sick. So you can just caught like wirelessly, just jump in the car, listening to this podcast. And all of a sudden it's thumping out of the speakers of the yeah. e-tron. And you don't have to remove your phone from your pocket. It just knows that the phone is in the car and therefore just connects to the system and wireless CarPlay is a go. That's a good shot. That's actually a good shot. I mean, let's talk about the insides of the car. I mean, because it's, uh, it's a kind of Q4 range, when you're looking at kind of Q3 and upwards in the Audi range, you are getting quite a luxurious drive. Would you yeah. say that you had the kind of comfort level that you'd expect from an SUV of that size? Yeah, definitely. It's so funny, actually, because today's the first day that I drove my car because um, mm. uh, I've been driving the e-tron and they only picked it up this morning. And um, go, like going from an SUV, which obviously, you know, Audi is, is a quality, you know, uh, manufacturer, German, you know, they do their thing. But Mercedes also a quality manufacturer, but my car is a CLA mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes. So it's like a little coupe car. Uh, so to go from a SUV back into a coupe, you do feel it. Like, mm. to be honest with you, um, most definitely both in terms of the space, but also the ride of the mm. car, because um, mm. over speed bumps, let's just say in my CLA, I'm feeling that a little bit more <laughs> than <over the> speed bumps. <laughs> oh, yeah, have you had the grind? Have you had the little... <coughs> oh, had... Bruv, oh. don't even piss me off about that. All the, like, all the time. This is why my next car is not going to be a coupe, mate. Like I yeah. can't, the grind just pisses me off. If you're not going like three mile an hour and three mile an hour over a speed bump, basically when you, when the front end goes over the speed bump, if you're, if you're doing, if you're doing like more than 10 mile an hour, the front will go <laughs> on the floor every single time. And you feel that shit in your heart. You know what I mean? It's not nice. The first time it happened, I pulled the car over and was like looking under the car and everything. But now I'm just like rags. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. It means you, you get the right grunt. You're like, look, I'm doing a little skateboard grind. Isn't yeah, that's cool. It's fucking annoying though. It's like, yeah. why, why, why is this happening guys? Like yeah. this is the UK. They love putting speed bumps everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Can you see why? Like, so Nick and I have actually spoken about cars off the pod before. And I was saying to Nick, how my preference has always been SUVs. Like we and him were just talking about whips and I feel like, Everyone's saying, oh my gosh, SUVs are getting so popular and we don't know why. And I think that one of the main reasons is just what you said there, Nick. That is a big deciding factor when you're buying a car is, do I want to feel like my car's being destroyed every time I go over a speed bump? 
or do I not? And I don't know whether it's going to become a thing where the speed bumps get bigger, so the SUVs get higher, the speed bumps get a bit bigger, the SUVs get higher. We're going to be driving monster trucks, monster That's electric I mean. monster trucks by 2030, Nick. That's what's going to be happening. But, Honestly. Um, but yeah, but like, so inside was nice. A uh, bit, of, And again, I'll say this, when it comes to like the Q3 and the Q4 upwards, you've got enough space. Me and Nick are, are six foot, over six foot, right? So there's enough space in the front. Once we pop the seat backs, there's enough space, I'd say, say for a couple of geezers in the back as well or yeah, yeah. ladies that are in the back that are of six foot yeah when you in yeah. my in my car again sorry to buy yeah, that's in, right in my cla like when i have the seat in my driving position which is obviously where i have the seat all the time mm-hmm. if you're only a kid can sit behind me real yeah, talk. If, exactly. if if there's an adult sitting behind me it's peak for them exactly like, whereas in the in the audi bedroom exactly you know, i could i could have sat behind me and i'm six free you know what i mean there so. you go there you go yeah exactly that and i think in that range from the q3 upwards that's where you get enough space when you look at that under like the q2 me and nick are in the front you're gonna have to yeah small people in the back only you're gonna have to do that weird thing where you put your legs in the middle and stuff and just rough yeah, it out yeah. so inside was nice um i mean i'm like nick look you can put all this cool and fancy stuff in there but really i want to know do you integrate with my phone properly and for me personally, and I'm sorry, Nick, I put on all of the safety stuff for the car. So I put everything up to the nth degree. I know Nick lacks more of a manual drive without the car nagging him that he's oh. going one within one mile of the speed limit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> sorry about that, bro. Like cars now, it's like I get nagged at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you're with your missus. Yeah. I get nagged when I go and see my parents by my mum and all that. When I'm in the car, I just want to put some tunes on and just zone out. Next thing I know, it's like... I'm like... And the thing is, like, I could just turn it off. Yeah, I know I could just turn it off. But it's, it's quite complicated to find all the bits that you need to find to turn it off. When Especially when you've only... You know, yeah, yeah. I don't drive an Audi. Like, if it was a Mercedes, I know where everything is in the Mercedes um, MBUX system. I can find it in seconds. Like, when I went to Austria a few weeks back <laughs> mm. um, to do some filming... I uh, I rented a Mercedes B class, mm-hmm. which had the MBUX system in, so I knew where everything was because it's the same as my car here. Audi system is obviously completely different. It's still a six system, but mm. I don't. You know when you, you know it's like going from a PC to a Mac. You, you're just not sure what what's going on. Really, you're looking <laughs> in the wrong places for shit. So I was like, I'm just leaving this stuff on, but it's fucking annoying. That was <laughs> I can't lie. The first thing I did was get it. I was like, Dunk, put that on. Boom, lane control. Boom, that on. Boom. I was like, yes, now I'm safe. Because the lane control is good. Generally, most of the time, the lane control is accurate. But sometimes you'll go over like a greyed out bit of what what used to be a lane. And the car thinks it's the lane. And then it starts trying to like (laughs) slam on the brakes and that. I'm like, fucking hell, what is this? You know, let me drive the thing. Sorry, bruv. Sorry, bruv. And that's not a slight for Audi. That's all. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Listen, that's all that. All my car does that now, actually. Yeah. Mine's a Merc. Like I said, the the lane control, it gets confused. Yeah. It gets most confused if someone's crossing the road. But like they're they're really far in front of me. They're crossing the road. I can see them. Right. (laughs) They're they're far in the distance. But my car detects there's a human crossing the road. And like if you don't press the brake. It does it for you, but slams it on pretty hard. But they're like far. It's not like they're like within touching distance. They're far and then it slams it on. And I'm like, it gives you like a, 
it makes you like worry that something's gone wrong with the car. You know what I mean? How are you supposed to scare pedestrians by driving right up close to them while they're trying to cross a zebra crossing? If the car's going to stop you doing that, do you know what I mean, bro? Say, I wanna... we, we haven't even mentioned actually the um, the Sonos system. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Can we talk about that on the inside? Because yeah, there's that and one other thing that I like about system, the yeah. inside. How was the Sonos sound system for you, Nick? Um, honestly, I yeah. feel like it could have been better. Yeah. Um, it wasn't beefy enough. Did need me. a bit like, of bottom end. I, yeah. yeah, I found listening listening to when I was listening to stuff low level. It sounded nice, like mm. the bass and everything sounded nice. But as soon as I had turned it up, mm. I felt like there was no bottom. You lost the bottom end. Yeah. When I, when I was turning it up, it became quite tinny. Yeah. Um, and therefore the music started sounding a bit distorted. If I was like, if I was like trying to, you know, like when you're driving, man, you want you want some bassy tunes, bruv, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why we all used to install those mental subs in the boot of our cars, in the little boxes. You do know the kids I mean? even like, do that nowadays? Do they buy those little, like, I say shoebox. Mine was like three shoeboxes stacked on top of each other, a little 10 inch subwoofer exactly. tucked in at the back JBL, of my car. Mate, you know, you mean, know like, it, Nick. You, like, you'd have more you, you bass could, in your car then you would have power for anything else. So my lights, Trust my me. headlights were dim when I turned my tunes up. <laughs> um, I think nowadays, because because kids don't buy old cars now, yeah. everybody gets like these PCP deals, don't they? Yeah. These lease deals. So like young youngsters now that their first car is like a pretty decent car with a decent system in so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know whether they really bother putting unless unless they're like people who like you know certain people still like souping up their cars and putting neon yeah. lights underneath and all that shit but like oh, yeah. generally yeah. yeah most people don't really do it but yeah, yeah the, the, the sonar system it was good but like i said i feel like it could have been better to, to for, for audi to have a partnership with such a renowned yeah. audio company as soon as i saw that it's one of the first things i noticed when i got in the car i don't know if you remember because yeah. you came to mine to pick mm-hmm. me up in the car and i got in and i and you could see i was like oh sonos that's gonna be sick mm-hmm. and yeah it was just a little bit like ah, that's a bit of a shame you know i hear that man i'm with you on that a quick fix for you audi chuck a sub in the back that's it you're done get a sub yeah, in when i when i was going through it's funny you say that actually when i was going through the um because one, one of the settings that I did go through, because like I said, I love listening to tunes in the car, is the audio settings. Standard. So I found those and started going through the audio settings. And the bass, I don't know whether you did this, because you had the car before me, the bass was already turned up to the max. The, <laughs> yeah, tre- okay. the treble was just Hello. in the middle. Hi. But then there was, a, there, was another one called, there was another one called subwoofer yeah. or, wo- or woofer. Yeah. And that was up to the top as well. But I think that's if you have a woofer yeah into it attached yeah. to it like there wasn't one in that car which is which was a shame exactly it'd probably, and it'd if probably use more yeah. electric though it if, definitely if, if would there is. if i was there busting my tunes my dead prez dead prez hip-hop yeah 100 but like um it's it's like it's one of those ones if there is a sub in there and, and i'm misreading it it needs to be a bit of a beefier sub for the tunage right uh, a couple of other things on the inside nick i want to talk about is quickly steering wheel flat bit at the bottom really nice because it looks sporty not so, not really because it doesn't hit my legs when i'm turning corners that's why i yeah, like yeah. it uh what did you think as a man who's a mercedes and at the moment mercedes are doing really you're not a mercedes but you weren't a mercedes uh the interior of mercedes led wise is killing it at the moment uh, i will say that they are doing really well with interiors how was the q4 interior for you because it has got the interior led pack as well how did that measure up yeah listen like it's it's, it's quite a gimmick isn't it if we're being honest you yeah know? um it was good it wasn't quite as good as what's in the mercedes in terms of like i think there's more leds and more lights in the mm. mercedes in terms of like they've got lights in the in the vents um so like if you if you um turn your heater on the lights turn red momentarily to to signify that you're turning the 
uh, temperature up. And if you turn it down, they turn blue in the Mercedes, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, it was it was decent. You know, the dash all lit up uh, in whatever colour you wanted. You could you could you could essentially edit it and pick whatever colour you you fancied. You know what I mean? So okay. that's nice. It was a nice purple colour that you that you'd already pre-selected. So I just left it as that. Um, but yeah, it looked really nice and really clean. But one of the things I've noticed about electric cars in general, um, you've probably noticed this as well. So it all it all started with Toyota Priuses, which I know are hybrids, not fully electric, but even so, they're always really minimal inside in the look. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. like even though there's loads of tech packed in there. So when I say minimal, I don't mean like there's nothing in there, but the look, it's like they try and make it really flat and smooth. And that's what it kind of looked like inside the, the Q4. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I like minimal. I like minimal. Um, so I'm all good with that, man. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a good vibe for me. So I, I didn't mind that so much. I don't like things to be too busy because to be fair, I've got, got enough going on in my life at the moment, bruv, without me having to feel like I'm busy. I want to be Zen while I'm driving. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think, I think it's also because, um, so much of what's controlled in the car now is done by the touchscreen, mm. you know, like in the settings menu. So like they, they don't need as many kind of knobs and buttons and stuff like that. Like the biggest knob is the pe- the, the person driving it. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we're two six foot three knobs. Do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a, that's a given, but, um, <laughs> right, cool. So is there anything else you want to add about the inside of the car? Big boot, by the way, I will say that nice big boot, or should we start talking about our, our, our fun times with the outside of the car? Not particularly when it comes to the inside, there, there was, there was, I mean, there was a nice, um, you could like pump up. I don't know whether pump up is the right word, but you know, there was a little thing on the side of the chair where you could kind of adjust the lumbar and do all that. But I guess most cars really kind of, kind of have that now. Um, but it was just, Oh, the, the head up dash was nice actually. Mm. Um, should mention that. I know quite a lot of manufacturers now do that, but it was actually my first experience of, uh, driving a car with a head up dash and it is weird how much it looks like a bit of a computer game because mm. on on the i don't know whether you can change it again i didn't delve into the settings too much but um it shows your speed that you're traveling at it shows you the speed limit of where you are which can i just say is very accurate it changes there's no there's no real lag in it when you when you go through you know maybe from like a 40 to a 50 it changes instantly mm-hmm. uh, and it also shows when you're on the motorway anyway because I, I i took it on quite a long drive i went down to see my parents who live in portsmouth so from london to portsmouth it's about 70 miles and um a long drive i say like if there's any people listening in like america or whatever they're like 70 miles bro <laughs> <laughs> like but anyway you, like you know i took it on the motorway and um on the head up dash, it shows the, the um, lane control on that actually. Mm. So it's got two like white white lines, and then when the lane control is active, those white lines turn green uh, or red if you stray towards the uh, the next lane. There you go. All right, cool. That's all right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was decent, man. And it was, it's it's like it's just a comfortable ride. You know, what I mean, definitely. That's one thing I will say. When I whenever I was in the car, I was like, the comfort levels are high. Yeah, it's a very comfortable ride. So yeah, it's I'll, I'll definitely make you right on that. Now it's on the outside. I'd be lying if I said it looked crazily different from a Q4. Um, it's obviously got the e-tron badging on it. It's obviously got the nice big face plate on it. We had obviously as a press car, we got some nice rims on it as well. It looked like it did look like a nice car. It had some presence on the road. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, 
if you want to associate Audi with good quality looking vehicles, it ticks that box. I don't know what else to say. It looked good. Um, but when it, it, came, had the, it had the little lights as well, like coming, oh, out, that's the, it. Um, Ooh, coming out of the wing mirrors. Those look, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I've seen that. You know what? That has to, that takes it from all the other big car brands. That it was it. Did it say e-tron as well? Yeah, it said e-tron on the floor. Yeah, yeah, that looked proper nice. Ooh, that look, you know what? That looks sexy. That's probably the best. I don't know the name of those lights. All the car journals and car lovers will be like, that's the freak, freak, freak lights. But those lights on the side of the car to stop you stepping in dog poo when you get in your car. That's what I call them, the, the dog poo lights. <laughs> they looked flipping amazing. I saw them on your story when you posted. I was like, they look lit. But yeah, Nick, yeah, really nice. the thing about this car is it's an electric vehicle. So I'm going to ask you about mileage in just a sec. But um, for starters, <laughs> I don't know what we did. But Nick and I were trying to look at how to, how to get the electric flap open which is like a regular petrol flap for some reason right the car mugged us off when we oh, first we trying to open the flap it was not opening it was at a all. nightmare yeah so like we had the car was open and unlocked because we had the doors of the car open right so really all it should take there's no flap so we were yeah. looking for a flap for ages like in the car or like a button and then it's like, there's no button. So then Marcus was like, let's just actually read the manual. <laughs> so he found the manual. Then he's like, oh, petrol cap. All you need to do is press it. Yeah. So we're there pressing it like a couple of morons, pressing, 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 not opening. So we're like, what's going on? Like, maybe it's wrong. So then, then we took it to the next level where in the manual, it was like, you can actually manually open the petrol cap by going into the boot, lifting up all the stuff in the boot. And then like underneath, there's a little kind of, um, like a, like a wire thing with a yeah. loop for it at the end that you can pull. And that should open the petrol cap. Didn't fucking work. We were doing that. And I was like, I feel like this is going to snap. I'm yeah. pulling this hard. Like, and it ain't opening. Didn't work. So yeah. we were like, shit, what are we going to do? If we can't charge the car, this this whole thing's fucked. Yeah. So then um, in the end, we did the classic, yeah. the classic tactic. You all know what we did. We closed the doors of the car, closed the boot, turned it off, yep. locked the car, yep. unlocked the car, yep. and lo and behold, the petrol cap opened. Turn it off and turn it on again. When in Take doubt... Petrol. Turn it ele- electric cap. Sorry. Yeah, electric Sorry. cap. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm so so stuck in my ways. Electric yeah. cap that looks like a petrol cap. Yeah, exactly. It was like, how many idiots does it take to open uh, an an electric flap on a car? And it was uh, the answer was two. We got the car. You know how to charge it. You drove it. Now, Nick, this is the question that is probably the most important when everyone discusses electric vehicles. What was the mileage like when you drove it? Because I drove it across London and I and I make it into a little game when I drive electric cars. I'm like, how efficient can I be? Which isn't maybe the most realistic way of driving a car. How was your experience for driving the vehicle with regards to the range? So in town, like you say, when you're driving, um, you know, in an urban environment, electric cars are great because they're so economical in terms of range Mm -hmm. because every time you lift your foot off the accelerator or hit the brakes it puts some charge back into the battery Mm -hmm. you can see that on the dash Mm -hmm. so the 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 miles were just staying high all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. you know very rarely going down and then they they do start going down obviously but because you're you're constantly putting energy back into the battery it's helping now on the motorway it's the complete opposite the complete opposite. So when I hit the motorway, I think there was 205 miles in the vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
after I dropped you off. 205 miles in the vehicle. And then I drove to Portsmouth, which is approximately 70 miles. When I got to Portsmouth, there was only 40 miles left in the vehicle. So it oh. went from 205 to 40 when the journey is only 70 miles. Wow. And that's because when you're driving on the motorway, you're not lifting off the accelerator. You're not hitting the brakes. The motor it was clear all the way. You mm. know what I mean? So it's like you're you're literally just driving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you were driving probably not at your 50, 60 miles an hour. You were doing a nice clean 70, yeah? Yeah, I was like up at the speed limit, mate. You know me. Yeah. yeah. Don't break the law. Exactly. So you're not getting maximum efficiency, which is that, that 65 mile an hour range. You're just hitting it at your normal speed, which is how you drive your petrol car, which I think is not a bad thing. So you're saying you didn't really get that value out of the, out, out of the charge. So you saying, and using the maths, I'm a bit shit at my maths. If you've got a full charge in that car... How many miles do you think you get? Like, is it less like the 240 or 250, like they were saying? Where would you say it'd be closer to? Well, I know it's a hard one, Nick. Sorry, mate. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Say, so if you were doing around town stuff, you think it'd be cool and you might get that 250. But if you was banging motorway driving, are you saying the efficiency wouldn't be there then? That's a fair way of saying it, isn't it? No, 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 no. Definitely not. If you, if you charged it, if you went full charge, which was like, like you said, it was, I think it was around 250 to 270 miles. If you're on the motorway, you're not getting 250 or 270 out of it. Not, not a chance. Mm, mm. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Wicked. All right. Fair enough then. I think there's work to be done with electric vehicles and range. And I think, you know, I'm not going to be a liar and pretend that there aren't higher range vehicles out there like Tesla's out there. And I think in order for there to be some fair competition on the market from all of the electric vehicles, we need to make sure that we're hitting mileage. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how nice a vehicle is. It does matter how, how, how high the mileage is really you want to be able to get around and maybe that can be improved with better charging facilities well what i was going to say is look you know the 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 mileage is an important thing and people will go oh yeah but like the mileage for long distance you know that that's not important you know most people don't do long journeys every day but if i'm getting an electric if i'm getting kind of an an electric prestige car Mm -hmm. like an audi q4 Mm -hmm. like that's got to work on the motorway and stuff yeah. for me as well. Otherwise, I'll just get a G-Wiz or, you know, mm. a, a small electric car because I don't want a big electric car just to go from, you know, um, my auntie's house to my house, which is like two miles down the road or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're getting a big prestige electric car, the motorway side of things in terms of the mileage and stuff like that does have to match what they, what they say it will do, in my yeah. opinion. Okay, I hear that. I think one another thing that helps people with the electric experience is if you have a charging port at your house as well. Obviously, Nick and I, 100%. we're like nicking charges off public charging ports and lampposts. But yeah. I think having a charger at your house, that would change your uh, situation as well. And I think that would help you have more flexibility with regards to the vehicle that you're getting. You Because you, knowing that you can come home and charge every night gives you a kind of base where you know you can get a nice high speed charge or a nice exactly. reasonably speed charge reasonably a charge of a reasonable speed shall i say yeah um and yeah, i think so that, like, that's a big the, difference the issue is in london where i live anyway like it's all on street parking like nobody mm. nobody around here in the, in the area that I, I live in east london it's all on street parking nobody has a driveway so therefore i i believe i don't know i haven't researched the rules or anything but i believe you can't have a charger installed outside your house because it, you would you would then need to run the wire across a public yeah footway um yeah. so therefore it's not allowed yeah. even though so some people limits, do it <clears throat> not grassing up anyone yeah <laughs> anyway, i know yeah I, I, 
I know, right? But that, that that limits what people are allowed to do. So that's an issue. You know, if you've got a driveway, then it's cool. Just install a charger and we're laughing, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, one of the things I did find about the charging is... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like, round where I live, they have a few of them in lampposts, mm. Right? But the geniuses in the borough that I live in, they're absolute morons, mate, the council. So they've got they've got electric chargers built into lampposts, but the space next to the lamppost is not reserved for electric cars. So yeah. most of the time I would get back from somewhere, go to the closest charger, and there'd just be like a petrol car parked there. <laughs> so you can't get you can't get to it. And then like it would there's like there's like three lampposts there's two on the road next to mine and one on a road that comes off of mine right mm. the, the the road the road behind my road both lampposts always had a petrol car in the way right like, it's so stupid and then the other one sometimes it was free but then other times i'll go there and there'd be a petrol car parked there again whereas when i went to visit my parents in portsmouth at least the, the the closest charger again was the next road along they didn't have one on their road but it was the next road along and it had the, the space was for electric cars only and i'm like that's what you have to do what's yeah. the point in putting the charging points in fucking lampposts yeah. if yeah. like anyone can park there especially like in london yeah parking is at a premium like yeah round here where i live yeah if you get back any later than nine o'clock at night there's no parking spaces it's exactly like, exactly yeah so they so it was it's so stupid i know that's nothing to do with the electric car manufacturers that's obviously a council issue yeah but it's like everybody has to get on like has to be singing from the same hymn sheet here you know what i mean because that honestly that right there let me tell you will put people off mm. buying an electric car if they mm. can't park it and charge it at night they're like, fuck that. I'm mm. not doing this. I think, look, we have electricity in lampposts. Let's get every lamppost electric and let's yeah. give people the option. That's that's it. And I think that's the whole infrastructure Agreed. and vehicle thing. But what's great is, is that the governments are pushing for electric vehicles to be the standard. So therefore, there's going to be pressure for more chargers. Yeah. So we are going to get them. But I think, yeah, 
uh, a home charger would defo be the one that would help you feel a little bit more comfortable with electric vehicles. But on the whole, yeah, I'll be yeah, honest, yeah. I enjoyed the e-tron, the Q4 e-tron. I think it was a comfortable drive. Um, I found it fun. And yeah, man, I, I'll be honest, Nick, I think for me, moving forward for my daily drivers, yeah, but I think I'm going SUV now, bruv. I'm done. Yeah. We've done with low cars, bruv. I'll be honest. I'm done. I agree, but the mo- the most annoying thing is I've only just got mine. You know what I mean? So like, I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm like locked in with mine for the next three years. So that's a bit annoying. But yeah, like SUV. Yeah, bruv. It is just. It, it, I feel like it's the perfect size because don't get me wrong. I'd love to get like you know something Range Rover sized or you know like a Fucking Q7 hell. if we're talking Audis. But the, but the, but the issue is like unless you got a fucking driveway again. Yeah. That shit's too big, man, to yeah. park around here. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. like an SUV, it's, it's a decent size. You can fit five people in it easy and it's not like a squash, yep. you know, stuff like that, as well as, well as like luggage in the boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in terms of the, just singling out the Q4 e-tron, like, you know, I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm down on it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I feel like, the good thing about you and I, Mark, is we'll always give honest reviews. Yeah, man. Because um, that's, that's, that's what we do. 100%. You know? um, so there are, there were things that I didn't like about it, um, as we've already discussed. But on the whole, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really nice car to drive. Like, mm. And if somebody said to me, would you recommend it? Like, And I say this clean-heartedly, I would definitely say have a look at it obviously yeah. like buying a car or getting a car is a big commitment so i'd say you know drive it and see what you think blah 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 give it a test drive Do your yeah. research yeah yeah give but like drive. i would it would definitely be one of the cars that i would say have a look at it for sure because yeah. you know audi's quality anyway you know what i mean um they, they they always have been um but also it was just it was just a, a really decent solid car and my first electric experience fully electric experience and i and i and I, I didn't, um, I didn't dislike it. Just the yeah. charging situation is a bit, is a bit mad. But that's nothing to do with the manufacturers. Like I said, once that gets sorted and there's more infrastructure, it's going to be amazing. There you go. Yeah, no. So uh, we've taken your virginity, Nick. And if you do want to get an SUV that's electric, it's not much. You know, you're not going Tesla. You may want to look at the uh, Mustang from Ford, the the the, the electric one. But then the Q4 is in the runnings, man. It's in the runnings. And if you if you like, here's what it's good for. If you like the Audi driving experience, it's an it's you get more of that if you go over to electric. Yeah. It's not like you don't feel like you're switching over to a whole new brand of car. So that's what it's good for. So yeah, I'd say definitely it would be recommended for a test drive. I wouldn't poo poo it. And I, in the future, if you see a guy that looks like Marcus Bronzy or sounds like me screaming out of a window, yeah, driving an SUV, it's me because bruv, moving forward, I think wholeheartedly I'm going SUV. You know. After that experience, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing any of these low cars unless it's a really small, souped up little car for a laugh around town. I'm going for um, yeah, I'm going for SUVs. So I just thought I'd throw that in there at the end. But thank you, Nick, yeah. for uh, reviewing that for us, man. And and yeah, man, that's a. I hope we've given you all the information you need. We'll we'll put the full specs up on the website. Um, we'll put some pictures up on social media as well, so you can check all of that out. Before we get out of here, Nick, though, I just want to throw a couple of other stories from the tech world at you as well super quick we'll smash through these apple are going to be scanning phones and ipads for child sex abuse images apple has announced plans to start scanning iphones and ipads in the uk in the us for evidence of child abuse imagery the tech giant will use on-device machine learning technology to scan users pictures and match them with a known database for child sexual abuse material so this actually would happen automatically without the tech giant itself seeing the customer's existing pictures apple are out here trying to in on one hand 
save a lot of people through positive moves. But I feel at the same time, this same thing is going to be causing a lot of people who are very much against sharing any of their information, a lot of grief. (laughs) Right. Well, this is where I sit on this conversation, right? If you're worried about your information, don't have a fucking iPhone. Live in a cave. Like have a, have a, have a burner phone lads. Go go back and get a Nokia 3310. This is a good thing. Like if it, if it stops child sex abuse photos and videos being shared around by pedophiles, then I support it wholeheartedly. Exactly. Like there's no, it's no question for me. So like if you're someone who's arguing against it, that's on you, mate. Exactly. 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 I think it's, I think, I think it's about time Look, I don't agree with tech companies having um, access to all of your stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely against that. But equally, if it's stuff like that, you know, if it, that, that's that's like the most abhorrent kind of horrendous type mm-hmm. of material that mm-hmm. anybody can have on their phone, in my opinion. So, exactly. yeah, like I support Apple with this decision. 100%. And, and before we move on quickly, just a quick note, and, and this applies to myself as well as you listener, nobody cares about you when it yeah. comes to your information. On the whole, you have to be so high. You have to be on the top 50 most wanted for them to care what's on your phone. And odds are, if you're listening to this podcast, this ain't a crime cast. This isn't a how to get away with being a multinational drug dealer podcast with advice. No, this is a tech podcast. Nobody cares about our ideas and what we have in our phone. This is what I say all the time. Like most people that you see on Twitter going, ah, I don't want them watching me. It's like, they don't want to watch you. Nobody wants to watch you. How many views are you getting on your Insta story, mate? You're getting like five (laughs) views. Do you think they're all like FBI, CIA, bloody, you know, MI6? All your your smoke to spliff on Instagram. (laughs) Easy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. No one cares. But yeah, I'm for it as well. Um, And yeah, it does mean that our images will be scammed. scammed. And I, 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 I will say this, as long as Apple continue their... Um, strict no to the government when they ask for all of the inf- like the codes so that they can access all this uh, without any uh, uh, without any uh, a warrant, should we say? Because I think that information does need to be protected to a degree. We can't just have you know Apple sharing the the key so that they can just be like, right, let's have a look at everyone's phone because that will be, that will be abused as technology is. So yeah, uh, that's that's a good thing. Also, quick one, Nick, before we have it. Joe Biden wants half of all of all vehicles in the US to be electric by twenty thirty. That's nine years time. Joe Biden says he wants at least 50% of all new vehicles in the US to be electric by 2030. He announced the ambitious target on Thursday as the White House continues to take action against climate change. He also plans on tightening pollution standards for trucks, cars, and he says they're the largest sources of planet heating gases, apart from my ass after a curry on a Friday, which is... It's, it's, that goes back to what we just said about cars, though, Nick. If, if we have governments pushing in this direction... We've got to have a better electric experience moving forward. Yeah. We got to, bro. Like I've said it on the podcast before. Like in America, it's big drives, bruv. Like your big little dibby dibby two hundred and fifty miles is not going to cut it for most American yeah. consumers. Yeah, Lo- loads of them drive two hundred more than two hundred and fifty miles on their commute. For God's sake, you yeah. Know what I mean, so if you want, if you want America to truly embrace the electric experience, the batteries have to get better, and mm-hmm. therefore the mileage has to get better. Exactly, a hundred percent. And we hope, I hope we get that moving forward. I really do. Yeah. I really, I, really I, I do as well. Because I mean, for us in the UK, that will benefit us massively. Yeah. Can you imagine if you could get like I don't know two thousand miles out of one charge? It's Ooh. like we won't have to charge for ages. 
Ooh, that'll be fantastic. I can't wait to get to that. I mean, I'll take a nice 500. I'll take a 600. 2,000? Yeah. Boy. You, you, you only have to charge like once a month. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be great. I can't wait till we get to the point where we're upset because they've changed the uh, the chargers for like the car. You know, like when they changed the Apple charger from big to small yeah. and we're like, fuck's they, sake, they man. Got new, to do that. And we've got the new <laughs> Tesla charger. Fuck's sake, Nick, man. They've changed the shape of it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one, man. But yeah, so, you know, that's just a, a show that they are pushing things in the right direction with regards to electric vehicles across the world. But anyway, Nick and I have spent enough time talking about tech this week. We'll be back in your ears real soon. By the way, if you are listening to this on Patreon, you get this pretty much as soon as we've recorded it and topped and tail it with some audio. So uh, if you if you do sign up to our Patreon, you do get that. You also get all of our episodes ads-free. And also with our timeless tech stories that we talk about, you also give you a free well not a free one because it's paid for on Patreon but we drop an extra one over on Patreon every time we drop one on this side don't we Nick mm-hmm. we do indeed yeah, my friend man. yeah man uh, we've not shouted out our social medias for a while where can we find you online Nick Instagram just my name which is Nick Bright simple as That's that the one. I'm Marcus Bronzy I'm doing my bit over at TikTok find me on TikTok man I talk about tech on TikTok I'm doing alright there one of my tic- one of my TikToks did alright the other day Nick two- oh for real got two million hits bruv Two million? Man. Yeah, real talk, bruv. Real talk. What the hell were you doing? Were you doing the Savage Dance? <laughs> Silhouette Challenge? You know what? I got them sweet buns out, bruv. And boy, those numbers started ringing. Once you see the cheek control man's got, yeah. <laughs> now, I spoke about an unpopable tyre and people were really engaged by it. Nerdy as fuck, but this this unpopable tire from from uh, Michelin, and people were like kicking off, saying like, "Impossible, bro! This can't work." And other people were, like, "Oh, fantastic! Spike strips won't work." And it all popped off on there. But yeah, man, I'm talking about loads of new tech over there, and and having a little bit of a laugh. So check me out at Marcus Bronzy M A R C U S B R O N Z Y. We are of course at How to Kill an Hour on all social medias as well. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with me, Marcus Bronzy, and yourself, Nick Bright. Right, this podcast uh, is created by Marcus Bronzy and me, Nick Bright, uh, produced by Billy Wright, sound design by James Sloan, and listened to by the How to Kill an Hour squad, the legends. That's you, by the way. Nice one. Big up yourselves. Be in here whole soon. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.